Hello, beautiful, and welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything. And this episode is all about being a burnt out super expander. Now, uh, last week I did a post about being a super expander and what that means. And I got so much feedback from this. If you haven't listened to the episode, I really recommend listening to it because it's something that is clearly really resonating with people. There's a lot of you out there who feel that you are also super expanders. You have this big vision, you're moving forward, and you're having the courage to not hit the brakes when something big happens. And that's really what defines a super expander. It's someone who's letting more and more into their life all the time. But one of the most common responses I got to this podcast was about being burnt out or being depressed. And if you're feeling that way, can you also be a super expander? So I'm going to read you a comment I got on my post about it on Instagram from someone called Yes, It's Megpie. And she said, is burnout the opposite of super expansion? I like letting more into my life, but then it feels like a runaway train of overwhelm. And here's what I responded to her. I said, great question, baby. My intuitive hit on this is that the reason you feel exhausted is because you don't have systems and structures in place to support your expansion. Do you have daily routines? How are your boundaries? And I wanted to make an entire podcast about this because this is really where people get tripped up. And you can be an amazing manifester. You can have a great vision. You can be wonderful at allowing, stepping back and allowing things to happen. But if you do not have boundaries, systems, routines, and support, it's all going to fall away. You'll find yourself self-sabotaging, or you'll find that things exit your life just as quickly as they enter, and that can be really painful if you've been working for something, wanting something, desiring something, and it arrives, and then all of a sudden, it's gone again. So let's talk about these boundary systems, routines, and support that we need to create this beautiful, super expansive life. What does this mean? And I mean, I can talk to you about this as a Virgo. This is my area. And this is also a lot about the play of the masculine and feminine energies in our lives, which has nothing to do with gender. It's about a feeling, right? And a lot of people have a lack of divine masculine energy in their life, by which I mean the divine masculine creates a container within which we can flow and create and imagine and fantasize and manifest beautiful things. But without that container, there's no safety. There's no structure. And when we don't have safety and structure, firstly, we don't feel safe letting go. And secondly, there's nothing holding us together. So it's really important that we start to bring some of this energy into our lives so that we can create basically a, think of it as like a beautiful vase that your manifestations can flow into. But without holding that vase, your manifestations come, there's nothing to hold them, they just flow out again. So it's really important that we create the structure to hold on to the things that we are calling in. So firstly, let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries, 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 and also deal breakers, right? A lot of us don't actually know what our deal breakers are until it's too late. So what I really recommend you do 
is grab a piece of paper and make a list of some standards in your life, things that you will accept, things that you will not, things that are deal breakers. For example, I had a friend who I really loved. I really loved spending time with this person. But one day I found out that that person had gone behind my back and talked to another one of my friends about something I had told them in confidence. I immediately cut that person off. In fact, I made them a voice memo and I said, I love you, but I'm aware that you did this and I simply cannot tolerate that in my life. I'm so sorry. This is really the end of our friendship. That was me having a boundary. That was me dealing with a deal breaker in my life. And it's really important that we know these things. And boundaries are things like knowing what feels good to you. Maybe one of your boundaries is that you get time alone in the morning to do your morning pages and you're tapping and you don't want to be interrupted. That might be a boundary for you. And it's important to know those things that you really need and require in your life to function at your optimal level. And then it's really important that you communicate that to other people and that you uphold that boundary. So often when we express a boundary to someone, they're going to push against it. They're going to resist it because it's not convenient for other people when we have boundaries. It really isn't. So they're going to push against it, but it is your responsibility to maintain the line on that. Now, I learned all about boundaries while I was in a really terrible relationship when I was living in New York City. And I was lying on my therapist's biomat, which is like a, it's like a, it's kind of like an electric blanket full of amethyst. Pretty amazing. And my therapist's name was Terry Cole. But the great news is she wrote an incredible book called Boundary Boss, which I really recommend you read. I recommend it to pretty much everyone. It's the best book on boundaries I've ever seen. And it will absolutely transform the quality of your life if you read the book and you apply it. So boundaries, number one, you got to put some boundaries in place. Stop making some lists of shit that pisses you off. It's going to help you understand what your boundaries are, what your standards are, and where your deal breakers lie. Okay, second question for the burned out super expander is, are you paying attention to your menstrual cycle and are you organizing your life appropriately around it? Obviously, not everyone listening is going to have a menstrual cycle, so if this is not you, then please feel free to ignore it. But honestly, <laughs> you already know how much of an ebb and flow of your energy there is depending on your cycle. And for me, I have learned the hard way not to do anything important the week before my cycle because I know that I'm going to have low energy, I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic than usual. Things that usually wouldn't frustrate me are going to feel very challenging. And so why not organize your life according to this principle? Like if you look at your cycle, you will start to realize that there's a week in the month where you feel good. There's a week in the month where you have way more energy. There's a week in the month where you find things challenging. And there's another week of like, meh, it's okay. So if you know this, you can actually organize your life around it. If you have something big happening in your life, whether it's a launch or moving house or throwing a great party, you should pay attention to your cycle. And when you actually start living according to this, it's kind of like having a cheat sheet for your life. 
There's a really good book on this called Flow Living by Alyssa Vitti if you want to learn more about the ebbs and flows of your cycle and the energy and also what you should be doing, eating, how much sleep you should be getting, what kind of supplementation you should be taking to really optimize your own internal clock. Like we all are running on our own system and so it's really important that you start to understand what yours is. I use an app called Glow, it's not glamorous, but it works, to track my cycle, so I can also see at a glance, like, oh, okay, I know that I shouldn't do anything this week, and you can really just be on top of your life, rather than like, oh shit, and your period takes you by surprise, which is a terrible feeling. And speaking of, you know, organizing around your cycle, it's also really important to know yourself and know the way that you respond to events and circumstances. So one thing, a phenomenon that I have noticed that is absolutely not unique to me, I've spoken to many people about this, is the feeling of getting the super achievement blues or experiencing kind of an emotional lull after something big happens, after you achieve something, you hit a goal, you make the money, you move house, you do the launch, whatever it is, you need to understand and expect that that lull is coming. And this is not about being doom and gloom. It's just about looking at the reality of your emotional patterns and really starting to know them so you can work with them. So if you can literally plan into your calendar for your lull or your downtime, your life will be so much easier. So if you know that you're going to do a big push and then there's going to be a week probably where you feel a bit meh, what could you do to make that week feel better? If you're in Southern California like me, maybe that's the week that you decide to go to the gym. You're going to go to the gym every single day of that week. Or maybe you decide you're going to go to Disneyland. Um, maybe you decide that you're going to go and stay with a friend. Or you're going to go on a staycation. Maybe you're going to go out to Palm Springs. Or maybe that's the week that you start planning your next vacation. Maybe it's the week that you pick up your favorite books and you just decide that you're going to stay in a blankety little cave for a week with your favorite books. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There's no judgment, but plan something into your life that's going to feel emotionally good for you, whatever that is. For some people, it's going to be jumping out of a plane. For some people, it's going to be staying on the couch with a book. So totally up to you. Okay. Routines. Let's look at our routines. I am <laughs> amazed by the amount of people who do not have a morning routine and then wonder why their life feels chaotic. Seriously, if every morning you wake up and your routine, quote unquote, is to make coffee, scroll through the gossip sites, um, and then look at your inbox, your life is not going to feel good. But if you have a routine that really supports you and brings you home to yourself, you're going to feel completely different. Here are two morning routines that you might like to beg, borrow, or steal. I wake up in the morning, I take my dog out, then I come inside, I make a coffee, I sit down with my morning pages, I do three morning pages, I do some tapping, and then my new routine is that I add recording a podcast onto the end of that, which feels great because before you know 9 a.m., I've already created something tangible that lives on in the world and is more, to me, more meaningful than like an Instagram post or something like that, which is where I used to put more of my morning energy. 
That's my morning routine. My boyfriend's morning routine is he wakes up, he does Wim Hof breathing, he takes a cold shower, and then he starts his day. It feels so good to him. It's been really good for helping him with feeling anxiety or overwhelm, and it really helps him stay calm no matter what the day throws at him. So he loves that. But it's really important that you have a morning routine. What is your morning routine? Just start. It could be anything. And there's a really great book on how to create great habits called Atomic Habits. I think it's by James Clear, but I could be wrong. And it really talks about how to create great habits in your life. And one of the tips is to stack your habits. Please excuse that. That was Ms. Wheatsy Bat. I think that's her new name. Um, getting excited. <laughs> okay. So stacking your habits is like every morning you make your coffee, pretty much everybody does that, right? So instead of just making your coffee, you marry it to another habit. So at the same time that you make your coffee, you do something else. So maybe, for example, you could put your supplements right next to your coffee machine so that you remember to take your supplements or your pills or whatever it is every morning. And then you can add another thing into that. So for example, like I said, I make my coffee and I sit down at this table and I start doing my morning pages. And I've married the coffee and the morning pages. You start to like link them in your mind. So they become intrinsically connected to one another. If I think about coffee, I'm like, oh yeah, let me grab my journal. So I'm creating this new habit. I think it takes 21 days or thereabouts to create a habit. So if you know the first <laughs> three weeks are a little hairy and not perfect, then don't worry about it, but you'll get it. So I really want you to think about creating a healthy morning routine for yourself. Keep it simple. Don't make it too overwhelming, but you could definitely listen to my morning pages and tapping episode, which is the one before this, or alternatively, I have a magical morning practice episode, which tells you about my manifesting practice that I do in the morning. That's episode five. So definitely go back and check that out. Now, finally, let's talk about support. If you are a burned out super expander, I would almost bet money, like at least $100, that you do not have a great support network. By which I mean, who's in your corner? Who is it that you can go to when things are hard? Do you have people who understand what you are going through? Who's in your corner? So this could be your friends. It could be family member. It could be a therapist. It could be a masseuse. It could be a life coach, it could be a personal trainer, it could be your lover, it could be your community, it could be your peers. Who are the people that are in your corner? And if you're like, I don't even know, and you're racking your brain, I want to encourage you to make a list of these people because you do actually have them. You've just forgotten about them. They haven't disappeared. You've just failed to reach out to them. You've failed to keep the spark alive. And this is something that I forget too. You know, I often forget about the huge network of people I know and have created relationships with over the course of my career. And then when I remember and I reach out to them, I'm so pleasantly surprised by how lovely they are and by how willing they are to help me. So start to make a list of these people and then really start to make a practice of reaching out to these people. If you're a burned out super expander, I think you're probably trying to do it all yourself. 
and I'm wagging my energetic finger at you right now. You cannot do everything yourself. You will always feel exhausted. And you know, this is another reason why being part of an online community can be so helpful. Like sometimes when you are a super expander and you're massively up-leveling in your life, it can be really hard to find people who you feel are doing the same thing, you know, your old friends from college or the people you work with or the people you live in a house with may not be expanding at the same rate as you. They may not be evolving like you are, and that can feel really lonely. It's one of the reasons why I created the Vortex. It's one of the reasons why we have High Vibe Honey. One of the reasons I have Cash Money Honey as well. These are all my group programs. And when you're in these programs, you don't feel alone anymore you realize you're not the only person working on this stuff. There's actually millions of people working on this stuff. You're just not around them. And having that proximity to them is really powerful because you can exchange ideas with them. You can reach out to them for support. You can lean on them and you can help them too, which feels really, really good. So I want you to think about getting some support in whatever way that is, whether it's joining an online community or whether it's like hiring a therapist or whether it's, you know, hiring a coach or just bringing someone into your life that is going to really get you and understand what you're going through. So to go back to the very beginning, if you are a burned out super expander, these are the things I want you to think about. Number one, boundaries. Number two, your personal cycles. Number three, your routines, morning routines, do you have them? And number four, support. Who's in your corner? And don't be shy about reaching out to them. They would be, you know, we get so shy about asking for help, but the truth is that people love to feel useful. It makes them feel so good. Think about the last time someone asked you for advice or for your help, their, your help with something. Didn't you feel so good? Didn't you feel like they really respected you and they appreciated you and they, they looked up to you in this area? Didn't that feel good? Don't you want other people to feel that way too? There's nothing wrong with admitting that you can't do it all yourself. I certainly can't. I have a team of four people and I have my dad and I have my boyfriend and I have, you know, a therapist and I have personal trainers and I have all these people who are supporting me always. And it's really important that you just just get real with yourself that you can't be an expert at everything and you cannot hold up the weight of the world yourself. You are not Atlas muscular, though you may be, you are not. So just for fuck's sake, just take it easy on yourself. So if you are a burned out super expander, I really want you to think about your boundaries, your cycles, your routines and support. And I want you to start putting these things into place. I'd love to hear how this resonates with you. Are you listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I don't do any of these things. Holy shit. I'd love to hear about it. And if you feel like leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that makes such a difference. It's really helpful. Tell me what was the best and most useful piece of this episode for you. I would love to hear it. And I will talk to you soon in a super soon follow-up episode. I love you. Have a beautiful day.